Do you want to know who's the hottest president? Doesn't make you glow to learn sick cabello. reward you will earn if you spend some time with us we all dress like your dad and wear glasses we assure you it's not that bad with three dudes wearing glasses my name is Gus, and I am wearing a tie-dyed t-shirt with Dartmouth Humanities on it. Hello, my name is Mitchell, and I'm wearing jorts. My name is Evan, and I'm wearing corduroy shorts. And we are three dudes wearing plaid. Every week on this show, we learn something brand new. The only catch is we have no idea what we're going to be learning about yet. This is really dumb, Evan, and I'm aware of that fact, but it kind of just didn't click for me that... They could that they made corduroy shorts like that was a material that you're allowed to make shorts out of. Yeah, it, it is. You're, you're allowed to do that. It's in, it's in the rule book. They say a okay. Yeah. The shorts rule book. You've seen yes. the the photos, the old timey photos of the guys like measuring the shorts. No. Well, we don't have to worry about that. Well, now I am worried about it though. Yeah, I'm terribly Wait, worried. Wait, no, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it was swimsuits. It was like they had to measure swimsuits because if they were too short. Oh, the swimsuits. I don't know, like, that Satan would come out of the water or something, which seems very uncharacteristic for him. I have seen that. Yeah. If I'm ever in danger of being like hounded by, by devils or, or fiery spookums, I'm just going to retreat to Minnesota where I understand they have a lot of lakes. Minimum 10,000. Just a couple of days ago for my job, one of the lessons I was doing was we were talking about Minnesota culture. And we were tr- I looked up just like a list of dumb facts about Minnesota. Oh, Lord. And the number I got for the actual number of lakes was 11,800 and something. Interesting. 11,842, okay. according okay. to the Here's internet. Here's my thing about that. Uh-huh. I believe that there are that many sort of like self-contained bodies of water in Minnesota. Yeah. But I've heard you, Evan Schaefer, refer to Spectacle Pond as a because lake. Because it is. So I don't it is clearly believe a that they're all lakes. It is not a pond. It is, it is a, a lake. pond. A pond is smaller than a lake. No. It is what, quite okay, definitely a lake. Okay, what the fuck is your lake. definition of lake then? Okay, so... <laughs> A pond is small. A pond would fit in, say, your backyard. Pond is so small. I would say that Occam Pond is the like the largest a pond can be before it becomes a lake. Okay, Spectacle and Occam would both fit in my backyard. I just think those are both sort of at that point where I'd say they're either a very large pond or a very small lake. One of the two. What the? Okay, what is a lake? I guess I need to start there. Okay, I I feel like I have to. I was thank you, Gus, because otherwise I was gonna have to step in like the fucking lake referee. Jeez, Louise. Okay, what is a lake? Well, please enlighten me. Uh, well, it's fu- no, 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 no. Mitchell Evan, needs I am to a do neutral this one. Here. <laughs> it's Mitchell. It's my turn with the with the intro question. Well, Gus, funny you should ask because according to Wikipedia, a lake is an area filled with water, localized in a basin, surrounded by land, apart from any river or other outlet that serves to feed or drain the lake. Lakes lie on land. See, according to that definition. Let him finish. They lie on land and are not part of the ocean, 
Although, like the much larger oceans, they form part of the water cycle. Right, yes. Okay, wait, this is insane. They are Lakes are generally larger and deeper than ponds, which also lie on land, though there are no official or scientific definitions. That feels fishy to me. According to lakes.grace.edu, which is Grace College's Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, a useful way to separate them is that all the water in a pond is in the photic zone, and lakes have aphotic zones. Ah, classic. Such that no plants can grow on the bottom of some part of a lake. Interesting. Yeah, I'm currently reading an environmental fact sheet put out by the New Hampshire Department of Environmental Services, which also talks about a lodic and, uh, it calls a lodic and a lentic zone. Mm -hmm. So the lodic zone is waters that flow in a continuous and definite direction and lentic, which is waters that do not flow in a continuous and definite direction. But in New Hampshire, the designations for naming lakes and naming ponds is completely arbitrary. Badass. Wait. That's fair. <laughs> you know, I I could have I could have told you it was arbitrary. No, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I think despite the totally arbitrary naming conventions, based on those definitions, that does make Spectacle Pond a pond and not a lake because the whole thing is photic. Like sunlight gets to the bottom of it the whole way across. Mm-hmm. Because this is three dudes wearing plaid, I want to talk about the etymology of the word lake. Hell yeah, it's time for the etym- Welcome everybody to the etymology corner. Yeah. <laughs> we need a little jingle. Um, um, etymology corner. So, so the word lake comes from Middle English. Lake, parentheses, lake. (laughs) Great, thanks, Wikipedia. From Old English, lacu, from Proto-Germanic, laco, from the Proto-Indo-European root, egg, meaning to leak or drain. (laughs) Now, I don't remember all of my sound changes, so I don't remember how the fuck egg becomes laco, but a lot of Germanic languages have very similar words for lake. We've got lach in Dutch, lach in German, and lakur in Icelandic, also related to the English words leak and leech. So that's cool. Interesting. Okay, this is just making things more confusing. I'm trying to see if there's a federal definition of what a lake is versus a pond. I haven't found much. Mm -hmm. I'm on uslegal.com. I don't know how reputable they are. Apparently, lake refers to... A standing body of open water that occurs in a natural depression fed by one or more streams from which a stream may flow that occurs due to the widening or natural blockage or cutoff of a river or stream, or that occurs in an isolated natural depression that is not part of a service river or stream. God, I'm in an isolated natural depression. (laughs) It can be made artificially. As used in this regulation, the term does not include artificial lakes or ponds. So pond is in the definition of lake, but I can't find a good definition of what pond is. I also don't know where this comes from. Huh. Hmm. Oh, it's got, this comes from like dredging law, 33 CFR section 323. Oh, okay. So on the Wikipedia page for lakes, we of course have lots of information about numbers. There are estimated, in this thing, it does not distinguish between lake and pond. It just does bodies of standing water, of which there are 304 million, uh, oh. 90, 91% of which are less than one hectare in size and so are sort of ponds it seems like lakes are distributed such that like the smaller the more like common they are versus larger lakes of course being less common canada has 31,000 lakes finland has 187,000 lakes which are only Damn, finland. 500 square meters or larger which is i dare say a little too small yeah 
Also, I mean, Finland's really tiny. Most of it would have to be underwater if it were, like, all big lakes. That is true. And there are lakes on other planets. Oh? Do tell. According to the Cassini probe, there is definitive evidence for the presence of lakes on uh, the moon Titan, which orbits the planet Saturn, as we all know. Mmm, of course, yes. The article it links to is not one I can access, unfortunately. Big oof. Limnology is the study of lakes. Hey, that's a phonology. Yeah, it's a a pretty good ology. I like it because it's from Greek and it's not one of the ones that like gets changed around a bunch. It's literally just straight from limne, which means lake. Um, And it's actually the study of all inland aquatic ecosystems, includes aspects of biological, chemical, physical, and geological characteristics and functions of inland waters. That's a comprehensive portfolio. Yeah, it is. It includes lakes, reservoirs, ponds, rivers, springs, streams, wetlands, and groundwater. So limnology is basically... Hey, I want to study water, but not the ocean. Not none of that salty, none of that salty bit for me. The term limnology was coined by a man with a good French name, Francois Alphonse Forel. Sure. Who established the field with his studies of Lake Geneva? Apparently, the lakes on Titan have are full of methane and ethane. I don't yes. know what I thought was in there, but apparently, there's m- more of that in there. <clears throat> According to Cassini data, scientists announced on February 13th, 2008, that Titan hosts within its polar lakes hundreds of times more natural gas and other liquid hydrocarbons than all of the known oil and natural gas reserves on Earth. Let's not let any billionaires hear about that. <laughs> no, we, everybody, do not let this get to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff can't know about this. Yes, my father must not rake it. We can't let no Jeff. Jeff. Stop Jeff. <laughs> this is our new crusade on this podcast. If your name is Jeff, I'm sorry, but... The place where you got the more information from lakes, I could tell, is from the uh, subheading on Wikipedia, lakes composed of other liquids. Yeah! Which I just think is hilarious. I don't like the way that's phrased. Listen, do most of these definitions say lakes are, have water? Yes. Do they have to? No. Diversify your narrative. So there's the methane lakes, obviously, on our favorite moon of Saturn, Titan. But there's also, of course, the classic lava lakes, <gasps> which are made of lava. Are they terrest- Are they on Earth? They're terrestrial, yes. But the term lava lake is used to describe both lava lakes that are wholly or partly molten and those that are solidified. So there are some lakes that are solid. All the time. That's annoying, but I love that. There was also on the Wikipedia, it was noted that sometimes lake is referred to, used to refer to a dry lake bed that may have once held water, but is now more of a geological feature. Yeah, you know, just park park down by the lake. Yeah. That hole in the ground. You know, drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. But the lake was dry. (laughs) Yeah. Some lakes don't have anything in them. Some lakes are empty. That is true. That is a lake that is a lake composed of that has air in it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you do you guys mind if I return to Minnesota lakes for a minute? Not at all. Oh, of course. Because I feel like we we know more. We know we're limnologists. 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 We're we're three liminal limnologists, and I'm on a, a page from Minnesota. Public Radio. Gotta love that. This is from, this is from a 2019 piece from Matt Mickus in Moorhead, Minnesota. None of those things are real. That's a great set of M's. (laughs) This is evidently from their series called Ask a Soten, where they've like apostrophe Soten, and you can't see it, but I'm doing a little like jazzy, like, wow. 
Ask a mm-hmm. So apparently, mm-hmm. the state of Minnesota, Evan, that count you said earlier, of 11,842 lakes is correct. That is the state count. This gentleman, Pete Boulay, a state climatologist, says that they've counted all basins of water that are at least 10 acres or greater in unincorporated areas and two and a half acres or greater in cities. Although city is like a loose definition. Yeah, then you just have to define city. Right. Well incorporated area in minnesota basically any any like collection of people is a city yes the place that my uh post office is located is the city of clear lake which has a population of 500 this does note it's it's whiplash because you learn this and then it says that leaves out this count leaves out all wetlands and smaller basins in unincorporated areas if you count those the total jumps to twenty one thousand eight hundred seventy one. <laughs> and of course this guy also says what's the definition of a lake there isn't one. As far as I know, there is no universally agreed definition of lake. The last fun fact I'll hit you, fact I'll hit you with, this has a, a bit about like the history of like tourism and how Land of 10,000 Lakes was a 1920s claim, which makes sense because having 10,000 of something as an advertising point is very 1920s. There are only four counties in Minnesota out of the several that have no natural lakes. Which ones? Uh, they're all at like the southern bit. So Moeller, Olmstead, Pipestone, and Rock counties. Good names for counties, okay. though. That makes sense. I want to talk about the world's biggest lake. Biggest lake! I want you to guess what the world's biggest lake is without looking it up. Isn't it Baikal? Baikal is the fourth biggest lake. What? There are three lakes larger than Lake Baikal. I don't even know what Lake Baikal is. Is this like kind of the Caspian Sea as a lake? It sure is. Yeah! <laughs> but even without counting the Caspian Sea, Lake Superior and Lake Tanganyika... <gasps> Tanganyika, that's, that's next to Burundi. Yeah. And according to geojangomaps.com, which is a source, Caspian Sea has features of both a lake and a sea. From a scientific standpoint, the Caspian Sea is classified as an endorheic basin, huh. which means that its contents don't flow to any external bodies of water. Despite its name, it's often regarded as the world's largest lake, though it contains an oceanic basin, which was apparently, according to Wikipedia, contiguous with the world ocean until 11 million years ago, which means it's not like over continental crust. Oh, it's just, it's wow. just a big blue hole. Oh, Evan, the reason you were thinking of Baikal is because it's the world's largest lake, freshwater lake by volume, because it's so fucking deep. Oh, okay, okay, that's why. For some reason, that name was in my head. All right, good to know. Yes, that guy, that's a big, Baikal's a big blue hole. I will say this this Wikipedia page for list of lakes by area has like the the big the f- big 15 listed on a map and they use the Dymaxion projection <laughs> which is incredible incredible. I love Wikipedia. No, sorry. Now I'm just down a rabbit hole looking at the Wikipedia page for the Dymaxion map projection. Wait, we don't have time. We don't have time. This is another <laughs> map projections is another episode. It's another Oh, we're, we'll get to them. Lake Superior is apparently the largest by surface area according to Wikipedia and the third largest by volume, and holds, I didn't know this, 10% of the world's surface fresh water. Fuck yeah. It's There's a not lot. a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's That is simultaneously a lot and not a lot. That's a high percentage of not very much water. Hey, at least you're close to it, man. Very terrifying. According to LifeScience.com, most of the world's lakes are well up north in the northern hemisphere. Most of the world's lakes are in Canada, Russia, Alaska, Sweden, and Finland. Though tropical countries are also flush with lakes, the northern countries lead the lake count because there is simply less land further south. With the exception of the Caspian Sea, which is only sort of a lake, it's got to be over continental crust, over land to be considered a lake. Mm-hmm. The limnology is so anti-ocean and there just happens to be more ocean down there. Yep. <laughs> 
Oh, that's right. Sorry, I'm just looking at this list of lakes, which a lot of them have awesome names, especially because they're in different places. But I, I always forget Lake Titicaca. Yes! Apparently the highest, like, in elevation navigable lake in the world. Oh, cool. And also has a funny name. Do we have time to go into the etymology of it? Is that allowed or not allowed? Tell us, tell us, tell me where the name of Lake Titicaca, the best named lake in the world, comes from. Okay, so in Aymara, which is an indigenous language spoken by some of the people who lived in the Bolivian Andes, uh, Titi means either a puma or it can mean lead or heavy metal. And then kaka refers to the white hairs on someone's head and can also be translated as like a crack or a fissure in something. Oh. So it seems that the actual like naming of it by modern people as Lake Titicaca is a corruption of uh, the term Taxicala, which is a 15th to 16th century name of a sacred rock on like an island in the middle of the lake. So like many, many things that Europeans named, it's a corruption of the actual name of the lake. Rock on an island in a lake. Mm -hmm. Can we, can we talk about recursive islands for a second? I would like to. Mitchell, I was just going to talk about recursive islands. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. This is, the, by the way, the best layout of a Wikipedia page ever. A recursive island or lake is an island or a lake that lies inside of an island or a lake. And the, the way this is broken down is like recursive islands. And then the sections are islands in lakes, islands in lakes on islands, islands in lakes on islands and lakes, islands in lakes on islands and lakes on islands. And then, of course, section 1.5, islands in lakes on islands in lakes on islands in lakes. <laughs> There's only one of those. Correct. And it is un unnamed. The big part the big lake, Lake Yathkid, is in Canada is named, and everything else is just unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Okay. So up until 2020, there was claimed to be uh, one of these islands in lakes on islands in lakes on islands in lakes located on uh, Sisquit Lake, which is on Isle Royale, which is one of like the, it's a big island change sort of by the Michigan part of Lake Superior. Sure. But in 2020, an expedition found out that this was fake. <gasps> it was a hoax since apparently the actual, like the final pond was seasonal, which doesn't count apparently. Out here busting lake hoaxes. <laughs> That's great. Great. Oh, apparently it's not like super impressive because it's not super recursive, but there is an island in a lake on Titan, the first island ever discovered on another planetary body, the Maida Insula, which is inside the Kraken Mare. Oh shit. So I great. I love that. That's such a good name. So great. Which is of course listed underneath uh, Wizard Island in Crater Lake. Wizard Island is very- I want to move to Wizard Island. I'll move to Wizard Island. It's not that big, but we c I could live there. It's apparently a volcanic cinder cone, which forms an island at the west end of Crater Lake, and it looks like a teeny, teeny little volcano. Just a baby volcano. That is so sick. Soberingly, I'm going to talk about climate change uh. because the mental steps I took to get here were manifold, but uh -huh. I was thinking about like buying property near lakes and I was going to do a thing about like, wow, why is lakefront housing so expensive? Then I was like, let me look at this New York Times article. And the first thing the New York Times said was like, if you want to buy next to a lake, factor in climate change. And I was like, well, damn, like I know climate change is going to make sea levels rise, but is it going to make lake levels rise? And now I'm looking at a, a paper published by W.F. Vincent of Laval University about the effects of climate change on lakes. So you know I'm in too deep. Yeah, way too deep. Pun intended. But apparently climate change can do a lot of bad things to lakes, including compromising the basin integrity. Oh, that's like the whole thing. Yeah. 
so the bottom of the lake can get really fucked up because of the differential melting that happens when temperatures are warmer than usual, especially in lakes that are covered by ice for some of the year. That's fucked. (laughs) The temperature changes, which changes what's able to live inside the lake. There are different chemical effects because of different amounts of photosynthesis that happen, which fucks up the entire ecosystem. It changes the vertical habitat structure. Fish communities get fucked. No, not the fish. When life heats up, lakes get warmer and less stable, but it doesn't seem like their levels rise. So at the very least, your lakefront property is theoretically safe from water level rises. Ah, rats. Because that's usually the only way you can get people who have a lot of beach or lakefront property to care is if it will be underwater. Yeah. And it probably won't be. At at least until the sea levels rise so much that it flushes into the lake areas. Because lakes are usually pretty low-lying. Lakes are pretty low-lying. This is true. I'm a limnologist. (laughs) Hell yeah, you are. That's a rap, gamers. That, That is a rap, gamers. This was fun. I feel vindicated. And I would love to know what we've learned today. (laughs) That's what this was about. This was all the answer to a debate. Well, we have learned that there's really no difference between a lake and a pond. Lakes, they're both freshwater, don't connect to the ocean, have a basin, technically have to be over continental crust. But there's no real difference between a lake and a pond, according to limnologists, which are lake scientists and climatologists. We learned that lakes don't actually have to be made out of water. There are some lakes not on this planet, on another moon, which is orbiting a different planet. That planet is called Saturn. And those lakes are made up of methane and contain more natural gas than on the entire Earth, so we can't let Jeff Bezos find out about it. There are also lakes made out of lava. But that lava doesn't always have to be liquid. Sometimes it can be solid and still be a lake. There is a lot of fun etymology involved in lakes. There's, of course, limnology, which comes from limne in Greek, meaning lake. And you can trace the word lake all the way back through Proto-Germanic and Proto-Indo-European to the root egg, which just means anything leaking or pooling. And a lot of different languages have words that are a lot like lake to refer to lakes. So that's pretty nice. That's cool. Lake is the one universal constant. Um, <laughs> we are all lake. There are there are a lot of big lakes and there's a lot of goofy lakes, but more important than the lakes are the islands that are in them. And there's some fun recursive islands, including one example of an island in a lake on an island in a lake on an island in a lake. That's, I'm gonna say it, too many. Minnesota, well known as the land of 10,000 lakes, does not have 10,000. It has 11,842, though the definition of those lakes is maybe smaller than some other people think would be the appropriate definition <laughs> for said lakes. Nevertheless, the largest lake in Minnesota is, of course, Lake Superior, which is, according to Wikipedia, if you don't count the Caspian Sea, the largest lake by surface area in the whole world, though the deepest is Lake Baikal. Yeah, all right. I think that might be it for today. I have Mm. had fun. I've enjoyed myself. I hope you boys have too. I hope we all agree that I'm right about ponds. (laughs) And if you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend. If you hate the show, please drop it in Lake Baikal, where it will sink for a very, very, very long time, because Lake Baikal is the world's deepest lake. And either way, follow us on Instagram at 3DWPcast. I'm Gus. I'm Mitchell. And I'm Evan. And this has been Three Dudes Wearing Plaid. Have a great day. Next time on Three Dudes Wearing Plaid. Neat. Neat Neat. and good. Neat and very good? 
good and neat. Perhaps. Neat and good. I'm hesitant to put the adverb in there. Which is the adverb in this case? Find out next week on Three Dudes Wearing Plaid. Mm Hmm.